Why is it the same repetitive mistakes continue to rob salespeople of more commission checks, regardless of industry, size of company, or region of the globe? These same inhibitors are holding us back from reaching our full potential. Amongst many industry awards, Ian Selby achieved the accolade of top salesperson in the world at Apple. And in this podcast, he will discuss the issues that sales professionals encounter from his own experiences, confessing to the problems he has endured and how he overcame them, giving the benefit of his wisdom to everyone listening who work in the world of sales. To help you, he will reveal strategies to overcome the issues hurting salespeople and helping you reach new levels of sales success. Confessions of a Sales Pro. Lessons, more wins. With your host, Ian Selby. Welcome to Confessions of a Sales Pro. My very special guest this week is a woman by the name of Carly Cunningham, growth accelerator, business, and brand strategist. Carly and the team at Big Bold Brand take businesses from overcrowded competitive spaces out into blue ocean territory where they can confidently stand out and thrive as brand leaders in their sectors. Companies that want to be distinct in their marketplace retain Carly to sharpen their positioning and differentiation strategies to cut through that noise. Carly's international client base benefits from accelerated growth, increased profit, and stability as their innovative surefire method proves provides them with a surefire strategy and toolkit that embraces them to change a premium, attract, and retain ideal clients, developing a company culture, and outpace their competitors. Fantastic uh, bio, Carly. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for that fabulous introduction, and it is my pleasure to be in conversation with you today. Thank you for taking the time. I know you're extremely busy with uh, post-COVID, the world's heating up again, and you've got lots of client engagements. So on behalf of the listeners, I thank you for taking the time today. So Carly, tell, my tell pleasure. our listeners about your journey. Yeah, no, thank you again, Carly. Like, what got you into this? Like, what is it about the journey of becoming a growth accelerator and a strategist? That's a whole new tagline to me. <laughs> It's a, it's a collision of various things throughout my body of work and the time in my career for sure. Um, if I had to categorize, you know, when you click on the select down menus of, you know, where, where do you play? I often, I often have trouble picking a space. You know, do I, do I help folks with their marketing and communications? Yes, absolutely. Do I help folks with their brand strategy? Yes, absolutely. Do I help folks pivot their business and figure out where to next and especially during the pandemic you know how do we how do we continue to serve our audience what things do we need to change absolutely so i work in this collision or this intersection of visual communications brand development business development sales and of course i'm an entrepreneur which that was easier to say myself so it's really been my journey and you know, I was thinking about this question earlier and prepping for the interview, and I was thinking, well, almost by intention and by accident and how I became this growth accelerator and strategist helping business leaders create great brands for their businesses and stand out in the sea of sameness. And without being, you know, giving you the cheeky answer, the real answer is listening to my clients and really 
understanding where they're stuck over the years and where they need help. And the interesting thing that led me to doing the core of our work, which is putting together a business toolkit to help them accelerate their business, their growth, their success, really came of some core common problems that business owners and leaders were coming to me with. Some of those problems, uh, questions they and problems, challenges they would come to me with and ask me about it. Everyone on our team is telling a different story or they, they just don't know what story to tell because the business has evolved. Can you help us? Their messaging is unclear and lacks an in, impact. They're having trouble producing effective sales and marketing tools, which in turn is, you know, either the chicken or the egg before or after. They're not attracting enough business or the right types of clients for their business. They're having trouble recruiting and keeping top talent. They're not sure how to stand out in that sea of sameness by differentiating themselves from their competition. They're not seeing enough referral business. And often there's a lack of vision or the vision is not clear to those on their team, and they're lacking alignment and direction. And what was always interesting to me is I've positioned myself as a brand strategist for years, yet all of these problems show up in different areas of the company. Some of them are HR, some of them are sales. And so I effectively merged some common tools and, and improved and tightened up some other tools that you typically see in brand development or brand strategy and in business strategy. So that's how I got to where I got to. That fascinating story. I, I always love to ask entrepreneurs, and I know what I know what you mean about that word. It could be a hard one to roll off the boat. <laughs> I, I'm always fascinated by an entrepreneur's startup story and what got them on the on the trail they're on and, and what they've learned along their journey. I really like what you said about a collision between an accident and intent led you to work what you're doing today. And I, and I love what you also said about listening. I mean, we, it, mm -hmm. if you really listen, you can really find out, you know, what the right road ahead is. So good on you. Congratulations for your success, Carly. That, that's great Thank to, you. To, to hear. Tell us about how your surefire method, and I love that tag. I, I really do. I, I see you trademarked it. Good for you. Tell us about the surefire method and how it helps motivated business owners gain an edge over their competitors, Carly. Thank you for asking. It is a, a multi-step process, and the method is really designed to walk business owners, leaders, and their leadership teams through a process that starts with getting them clear on their organizational fundamental beliefs and truth. Who are they as an organization? What do they believe? What are the behaviors and the guiding principles that they expect people to follow and make decisions by? What is the character of their company? How do they want to make people feel? And with that, we build a set of tools. And also on top of that, we're looking at when we form that DNA, because every company is different, you know, no company has an identical purpose. No company has an identical set of values. Then we look at how do we take that and roll it into their differentiators? Um, what, what are the benefits and differentiators that they offer? And some in those cases might be similar to the competition, but when you look at how it's driven by their purpose and their values and how they show up and how they do what they do, it is different, and it's about the nuances. So we build them a Surefire Toolkit. Now, 
those are things that aren't going to be unfamiliar to this audience and I'm sure to yourself as well. So we've got your purpose statement. Why do we do what we do? What is our purpose beyond making profit? What is our three to five year vision? Where are we heading? What's this? What's the next North Star that we're pointing at to drive the direction of our company? And a series of other tools that come together. Then what we do is we teach business owners how to put them into action and turn them into expected behaviors of the company. Because, you know, you can, you can talk a good game all day and say, this is what we are. But if you're not backing up with actions, we all know that actions speak louder than words. So it's putting that into action. That's, that's wonderful. I love, uh, I love the term DNA. And it's so, so important and so often overlooked that, you know, where does it start? What beliefs, what's your truths, the values you're talking about? And then transferring that into uh, differentiation with purpose uh, and tying it to a three, five year vision um, and backing it up with an action plan and expected behaviors. That's, uh, that's refreshing. That, that's a whole new type of approach in terms of uh, the, the, the world of business today. So why is it critical? in today's world for business owners or even those in the C-suite to take responsibility for developing and nurturing their company's brand. Like, isn't that really the marketing department's job? It used to be. However, if we look back at the history of how brands came to be, it showed up in the Mad Men days, and I believe they were the creators of it. If you've ever watched the show Mad Men, there's some excellent scenes that allude to this. And Branding was originally about product branding. It was about taking a product and giving it an essence and a feeling to make it elicit feelings and emotions from the audience that it's serving. You know, I like to use, remember Mr. Clean back in the day? You know, you want a strong, I'll say a strong man, but a, <laughs> back then it was, you want a strong man to help you with your cleaning, little lady. You know, so taking... Yeah. Products persists, right? Not going to work today. However, right. it worked well back then. Yeah. Personifying tools and things that people need so that there was an emotional attraction to them and a persona to them. And so we used to take the, we used to wrap products in, in packaging that was beyond just the packaging, right? What is it? Why is it great for you? Why do you want it? How does it make your life better? And so, that worked so well that companies started branding themselves. But there's a difference here, and it's a really important difference. Products are inanimate project, uh, products are inanimate objects that don't talk back, that aren't going to complain, they don't have thoughts and feelings, they're just a thing that you can wrap something around and make it something else or make it appear better for an audience. However, Companies are made up of people, and people have thoughts and feelings and dreams and aspirations, and people don't take well to being wrapped in a wrapper that is created by something else. And so if, if you as the business owner or someone in the leadership in the C-suite are relying on your marketing department to do that, one, that's a lot of pressure on the marketing department to tell you who your company is going to be, but typically... Business owners are emotionally connected to their business. They have dreams and aspirations for their business, and, and they don't want to be told what their business should be. They want to drive their vision and their emotional connection and their why, their purpose for starting that business forward. 
So in essence, product branding is outside in. What's going on in the outside world? How can we leverage that or manipulate that and push it into this product? Whereas company brands is inside out. We have these dreams, aspirations, goals, ways of being and doing that come from the heart and the head and exude outwards. So that's why I always say, not the marketing department's responsibility to build your company's brand. That makes so much sense. That it, that, yeah, you're right. Back in the day, I, I think of Nike and their, and their tagline, just do it. Trying to invoke mm-hmm. the feeling that the winner within you can wake up and put Nikes on and you'll, you'll be the fastest runner on the team once you do that, right? It gives you that feeling. I love what you also said, Carly, about it being a people. People don't want to be wrapped with a, with a logo and a slogan on their forehead. It's deeper than that. We're not a product. Um, mm-hmm. I, I love that you've been investigating this. It's, it's a fascinating topic. I've always loved branding. Um, and, and to talk to someone like yourself who is like deeply involved with it and, and in a wide variety of companies, the fact that you put a toolkit together is amazing. I, I mean, how refreshing is that? It, it truly, truly is. So you've, you've helped a lot of companies get it right. You must have seen some big mistakes out there, too. So what are, maybe you could share with our, our listeners one or two of the biggest sins that you see uh, make related to the work that it is that you do. What are some of the uh-oh, cautionary tales? You better, not, you better watch out for this. <laughs> Absolutely. One of the biggest sins is I see businesses invest in what they would call brand development and, and even strategy development because I play in both spaces. And as I said, they, in, in my world, they merge together in that Surefire Toolkit. So they take the time, energy, investment, um, and they, they build that toolkit. They come to the table. They, they work with a strategist like myself or a facilitator, and they, they get it all out of their heads and down on paper, and they work at the nuances of what I call splitting hairs, you know, well, in our purpose, is it this word or that word? Like, which, what word is really us? And they take this immense effort to get crystal clear on who they are, what they do, the value they deliver, for with and for whom specifically, like, who are the clients we love? And then they go, great, we're done, excellent. And the <laughs> brand Bible, right? You get where I'm going here. The brand Bible or that toolkit yep. gets, gets set on and maybe maybe the core messaging that we develop in, in tandem with that because it really is about messaging and positioning as well. You may, maybe it gets integrated into the website, but once that those actions are done, it goes and sits on the shelf or in the hard drive right next to the business plan or the strategy that they just developed. And then six months later, someone goes, "Hey, so we've we've got a new product or we're evolving our our old product and, and we need to go ahead with a marketing campaign. Where do we start? Well, what's it all about? Or you know, we have a new recruiting campaign for the business. Where, where are we going to start with that? And somebody goes, didn't did we do this work like six months ago? <laughs> they go rooting around right. to get it. So the biggest problem I see is that they let it sit somewhere and collect dust instead of taking those words off the page and really understanding how do we turn this sucker into a tool? And in our toolkit, there's 11 so if you can imagine finding three or four ways to use these tools to help you make decisions, to help you hire the right people, to help you build better, stronger messaging and marketing and sales campaigns to talk to the right people, 
the flywheel really starts to turn. And so that's the biggest sin is what I often say. I, I, I turn it into a car analogy that says, if you're going to spend 10, 20, 30, $100,000 on a new car, are you really just going to park it in the driveway and maybe drive it on Sundays? Right. It's a pretty expensive investment not to drive. Absolutely. I love how you said that. So it, once, you, once you build all this, and you're right, it takes an investment, and so it should. If it's worth doing, it's worth doing well. The branding, the strategy, and it shouldn't be something on a shelf that, tick, we've done that. All right, what's next? It needs to be mm -hmm. a dynamic, ever-moving and evolving, changing thing. It's not a static thing. It's not a, a, a book on a shelf. I love how you, mm -hmm. you phrase it that way. That makes so much sense uh, to me, for sure. Um, how can business owners turn the time, energy, and the spend you're talking about developing these strategic tools, surefire tools, as you call them, into a win? How does that turn into ROI? It comes right back to what I what I was saying is look at the tools, sit down with your team and go, okay, and I'll, I'll play with brand promise because it's an easy one for me. Um, also, often an ambiguous one for other folks. Well, our brand promise is just our guarantee, isn't it? No, no. Your brand promise is the promise of experience in every interaction. So if you think about that, anytime anyone in your business or any of your touch points touches someone, it should be that's an interaction. That should, if it is all possible, fulfill your brand promise. So if we look at a brand promise related to care, you know, if it really is the heart of that promise is care, how are you demonstrating care in every touch point with your client? How are you helping them move forward with care? How are you making them feel care? And so asking yourself these questions can help you take those tools off the page and put them into action. Um, the other one that I see, and it's correlated with the second sin that we didn't, we didn't, we didn't I didn't touch on because I went off on the first one, and I'm sure you see this all the time, is one of the biggest tools that clients come to us missing, which is almost shocking for me, and I'm curious as to how often you see this um, working with your sales clients, if they don't have their target audience profiles crystal clear and documented for everybody to access. So they say, oh, yeah, you know, our target audience, and they give you some demographic and, and some rough idea, and maybe there's a persona there about what they're like. But the sin is they're not clear on who the ideal client is for them. Who are the clients in your stable that you really love working with? And I always say, well, what if you could just duplicate them and fill all of your client spots. How amazing would that be? And then they really start to light up. Right. And then they go really deep on figuring out. Yes, that makes, yes, I think you're right. I think it's uh, totally about intent with what is the ideal customer profile look like? I and mean, then how would you find them? But if you get really clear about that, the lights turn on. It's You're no longer you know, dancing in the dark. I, I liken it to if all you have the hammer, everything looks like a nail, right? But you got to turn the lights on and, and be able to to go further and deeper. Fascinating, mm -hmm. Carly. It really, really is. So, so Carly, I, I want to take the time to, uh, on behalf of all of our listeners, uh, thank you. I know you're extremely busy. Thank you for for the time you spent with us today. 
and the knowledge that that you've shared and i'm sure there's business owners and vps out there that are curious how can i get more of some of carly's stuff how can our listeners reach out to get a hold of you carly what would the best way be thank you for asking and i thank you for having me today i want to come back to you know we're all busy but i am always so excited to make time for people who have questions, who are changing the world, who are being of service like you are with this podcast. And I think that is one of the greatest things that we can do. So thank you for that, this opportunity to chat with you and share with your audience. If folks want to find me, um, our website is bigboldbrand.com. And the place I spend most on social is on LinkedIn. And so they can find me at Carly Cunningham, and that's K-A-R. L-E-Y, and last name Cunningham, C-U-N-N-I-N-G-H-A-M. And if you have brand business development, business acceleration questions, you want to know about the toolkit and the Surefire method, feel free to reach out to me, connect on LinkedIn, and send me a message. That's fabulous, Carly. I understand you've got something special today to offer to our listeners. So you've got a powerful free, there's the word, F-R-E-E, free tool for the audience, don't you? I definitely do. So what I have for the audience is an audit and a guide. It's a combined tool that will, in the audit section, it will help them gain an understanding of where they are at with their Surefire Toolkit. Because here's the thing. I guarantee you, your listeners have some of some of them in place. For the folks that are listening, it's not a, oh man, now we need to start with a whole nother new exercise to build these 11 tools. You've probably got some of them or aspects of some of them in place. And this audit is going to show you exactly where you're at with each of those tools. And then by understanding what they are, you can figure out what, which ones you need next and how you're going to put them into action into your business. That's fantastic. What a generous offer. So how do our listeners get a hold of that? Well, my guess is is you're going to put a link to it in the podcast notes, as well as they can go to bigboldbrand.com forward slash Surefire Audit. Surefire Audit. That's fantastic. That's, That's awesome. Again, Carly, thank you so much for taking the time today. I greatly appreciate it. My pleasure, Ian. Have a fantastic rest of your day. I will as well. And thank you for listening to Confessions of a Sales Pro. If you have found this episode informative and helpful, we would be honored and appreciative if you would share this podcast with other great salespeople like yourself. And we look forward to you joining us for all new episodes weekly, every Thursday. Please subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. If you'd like us to help you grow your sales commissions, visit us at salesmentoryou.com. Confessions of a Sales Pro. Lessons, more wins with Ian Selby.